Welcome, everyone. You're listening to the Empowered Word of Faith podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Evangelist Alfreda Lockett Evans, and I'm from Full Gospel Holy Temple Church in Dallas, Texas. Tonight's podcast is entitled Killing the Green Eyed Demon of Jealousy in the Church. Someone not too long ago, intending to insult me, asked me, So, who died and made you the perfect Pope of Perfection? She asked this question because she was angry at me because I witnessed to her friend about the importance of being saved. I wasn't even talking to her. She didn't like it that I identified her pet sin as a sin. She also mistakenly thought that I was of the Catholic faith, thus the title Pope, but I assure you that I am openly holy. That word again is holiness, because holiness is still right. Now, I could have answered her and said that the one who died and made me who I am was Jesus. However, I didn't want to stir her up anymore. I just laughed at her term for me because what she didn't realize was that she had encouraged me to witness even more boldly. Man, my words must have had a strong effect upon her because she even followed me to my inbox on Facebook to quote unquote, fuss me out. I just said, bless the Lord, deliver her Jesus is my prayer. I hope she'll get saved. So speaking of boldness, let's talk about a secret problem in the church. The chosen subject is jealousy. Yes, unfortunately, jealousy exists today and it exists in the church. Not all churches, but in some churches. Of course, we're not talking about the type of jealousy that is felt when one's romantic relationship is threatened. We're talking about the kind that makes us think that another person's advancement threatens our standing or position in the church. Instead of fighting our common enemy, the devil, we're actually fighting among ourselves because of that green-eyed demon of jealousy. So let's talk about it. What exactly is jealousy? Webster defines jealousy as an unhappy or angry feeling of wanting to have what someone else has. Some of the synonyms for jealousy are covetousness, enviousness, that green-eyed monster, envy, and resentment. The Bible identifies jealousy as something that should be resisted. 1 Corinthians 3, 2-3 says, I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto ye were not able to hear it, neither yet now are ye able. For ye are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? The jealous person is a carnal and very immature Christian. Now, we all know that the devil is not our only enemy. As saints of God, we also have to fight against the human part of us. The natural man is full of pride, does not want to see anyone move forward or get ahead of us. But our sincere desire as Christians should be to be what God says that we ought to be. We should be content with who God has made us. 
Jealousy among saints is one of the primary reasons that the true church is unable to grow any faster and move forward as it should. The persecution of the early church caused them to advance, so perhaps the coming persecution against the present church will do the same. The church will only be able to progress by loving, strengthening, and encouraging each other. Now, if a colony of ants or a hive of bees can work in their designated positions, why can't we? Consider a group of children working up together in the neighborhood in love and harmony. As they begin to mature, a change starts to take place in some of them. One of the young men, for example, may suddenly grow taller than the other young men. While his friends are around five feet nine inches, this one suddenly zooms up to six feet four inches. Or a young lady may have been just another member of her best friends forever group until that summer that she developed curves that the others did not have. The jealousy among her friends might be especially potent if this young lady had been less defined as far as her curves are concerned than all, and then suddenly her shapeliness exceeded them all. The same kind of thing can happen in the church. Let's say that a young man was born into a particular church and he grew up under wonderful men of God who helped to train and encourage him. Then, under circumstances that no one expected, God began to pour out his blessings and anointing upon the young man. Over time, that young man is elevated to be the actual leader of the entire group that encouraged him. Now, there is the potential that the older men who loved and supported him might suddenly become jealous of that young man, feeling that he had no right to his new, feeling that he had no right to his new status or position. Mature men of God, however, do not succumb to the enemy and allow the green-eyed demon of jealousy to prevail. Even the peers of the young man might feel jealous because he was once just one of the boys. But what we must remember is that God is sovereign. He blesses whomever he chooses to bless. He exalts whomever he decides to promote. Let us remember David. He was thought to be the least of his brothers, but look at how God exalted him. There's another thought that might help us all to fight the human emotion of jealousy when God moves in the life of a specific individual. Just as the potential to be six feet four was in the young man of our previous example when he was born, and just as the potential to be curvy was in the young woman of our case when she was born, so was God's plan for the young man who became the leader at his church. It was in the package at their birth. Each child in our example is merely fulfilling the destiny that God had for him or her all along. So as saints of God, let's just relax and let God be God. Instead of allowing the natural desire to be celebrated in the eyes of man, let's strive to be high in the eyes of God. If God wanted a handsome four feet, nine inch young man, 
or a young woman who could sew but not sing a lick when he made you be who he made you to be. It's also important to remember our lesson on resisting jealousy when God exalts one from our midst. Just because an individual may be the first to move into their role, it does not make them any more important than one who finds his position later in life. One of the young men of the group mentioned above grew to be five feet nine inches first, but was exceeded by his friend who later became six feet four inches. That's just life. Let's all grow into the potential that our sovereign God has set for each of us. It is often said that Jesus was raised from obscurity to be King of Kings and Lord of Lords. But in actuality, Jesus was born to be King. It came with the package. John 18 and 37 says, Pilate therefore said unto him, speaking to Jesus, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Every one that is of the truth heareth my voice. So when one of our peers moves ahead of us and becomes what we may consider being great, let's not get jealous. That individual is maturing into the person that God meant for him or her to be from the very beginning. It came with their package. Instead, let's each of us allow the Holy Spirit to mold us into the perfect image of Jesus Christ, maturing in love and bowing to the perfect will of God. Then, if we're successful, perhaps we can earn the title of the perfect Pope of perfection. Let's be who we have been called to be, to the glory and honor of God. May God bless each of us to grow to our full stature, and in doing so, we can please our Heavenly Father.